0: He was born May the 12th, 1925, the second of five sons of Dr. Clifford and Mary Monk Watley. The conversation you're about to hear was recorded in his Atlanta home on May the 22nd, 2021, with me and his nephew, Jim Watley, who also happens to be my brother-in-law. At one point in the conversation, his daughter, Fran Hollyfield comes in and I keep the recorder going. Bill was the ripe young age of 96 that day, but you would never know it when you hear him. Dr. Clifford and Mary produced an amazing group of sons. Mary was named Mother of the Year for the state of Georgia in 1969, well after all her sons had found success in life. Three of the sons, a doctor, a businessman, and a pharmacist chose to stay in Reynolds, Georgia and spent their entire lives in the town they were born. Two moved away and found success in South Carolina and Atlanta. None of them ever forgot their roots or their very rich heritage. You will hear Bill Watley talk about his family and his roots and and about his love for the town that gave him some of the fondest memories of life and a springboard to a wonderful career. Bill had a very successful career as an architect in Atlanta. For many years, he has kept a second home in Reynolds, and he will tell you exactly why that was so important to him. The first and most important reason I share this is for his family. There are many Watleys these days. This is a conversation that should be preserved and shared for all Watleys to hear, not only now, but to treasure in years to come. This conversation also gives strong credibility to small-town America, which has been a very important part of our society. Contrary to popular belief, some of the greatest Americans who ever lived came from small rural towns, which have almost become extinct. You will hear a man who is very proud of the town he came from, and he'll brag on it relentlessly. I am sure others are just as proud of their town, but this one happens to be ours. There's just something very special, powerful, and poignant about hearing a 96-year-old man who's had a wonderful life talk about it. This is Bill Watley on Reynolds, Georgia.
1: Viewing life from a hearse. It could be worse, laughing and cry with the country undertaker. Are you 96? Yeah, I am today, yeah. Today? As of the 12th of this month. As of yeah. the 12th, okay. Uh-huh.
2: How about that? Well, you just ran on by, Father. He was 92 and a half.
1: I'm the last of Mayor's five boys,
2: you, you
0: know. You're ain't you? You're you the oldest right now for sure. Yeah.
2: But you're going to be the one that's going to challenge Daniel Whatley.
1: I believe you are. <laughs> no, I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I, I tell you the truth, I don't know that I want to do that. Yeah, 112
0: is a little far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and to ride a horse the same day. <laughs> that's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he mattered. He could mount one from behind. That's you what know, I saw. It it. I know. <laughs> I read. It. Trust me. I read it all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you get as old as I am, you can make you. You can write your own history. You can. Uh, about Jason. what happened. I'm Nobody can argue what. with you. I think about your daddy about it, and I remember when Papa died. I, I overheard him tell somebody. I, I don't know. if It was one of the Paul bars or something. but... He said, "This is going to be a big funeral, and it was." Yeah. Now, how did he? How did he estimate? Yeah, it? Mean, you who's could funeral, tell
0: who's funeral, oh, Well, what well, he just saying in general, right? Oh, yeah, oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He knew. You know because you can tell by who they are, how many people they knew, and
1: how much the phone ringing. And he'd done enough of them. He, so he knew that what it took to but, make them. Uh, but be, one of the
0: things I've read in these old papers, which I look at all the time. Just about every time somebody prominent dies, they write the funeral up. It was the biggest funeral they ever had <laughs> <laughs> I bet he said it 15 times I've read already. Every one of them was the biggest one you yeah. ever
1: Well, people uh, don't like funerals like this. <laughs> I'll uh, tell you what, if we go in the house, uh, So it's, uh, uh, it's comfortable and... Uh, 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 let's do that. See, I flew in... in uh, those big uh, B-24s and B-17s, they had open waste windows. They were not enclosed. And if you think about it, they've got four great big engines right up there with what we call a short stack. Right. <laughs> Exhaust pipe called stacks. And they were just belching noise. Did you fly in B-17s
2: and B-24s?
1: Yeah, I'll tell you why. I I, now, I was no pilot. Right. I was right. a, uh, I was an air, what they call an aerial gunner. Okay. But I did not go into combat. Right. Uh, some of the people have asked me. They know I was in service. They said, "Well, what did you do?" I said, "Well, I taught people how to kill people." <laughs> 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 and, so, so you, you went, you went literally right out of high school, didn't you? Yeah, well, uh, not right out of high school right out of high school i went to mercer
0: okay
1: and i did a i did a quarter and see, we're doing quarters then, not semesters.
0: right so i did high. a
1: quarter and started another one and uh, uh went into service so i was uh i was 18. okay were you 18 when
0: you went in yeah did you go 11 years or 12 years of school 11. you went 11. yeah, yeah. Huh. so so you graduated in 40 Two.
2: Forty-five.
0: Two. Uh, 42. 40. That's what we figured out. Yeah, you? your dad was in 40. You got 40. So you went 11 graduate. I was. Somebody asked me today when that changed. I thought it was 40, but it was later then. Were it you the was, last group that went was It
1: was. Uh, tell you the truth, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I was, I was telling Jim last night about... The Kuleks and the how the, oh, that's the most interesting story. I've
1: talked to every Kulik you can think. I'm of. I'm glad they came up. I, I'm, I'm glad you you brought the Kuleks up because yeah. uh, they were exceptional. Yeah, people. They had to be. And what what struck me about that story
0: is that here you got these Hebrew talking people coming from Jews to come to Reynolds, Georgia, and they was welcomed with open arms and yeah. they became part of the community as much
1: as anybody did. Well, the reason it happened was uh David Coolick Mr. Coolidge yeah, uh, he immersed himself into Reynolds life. Right. He didn't just have a store and sit there and wait for people to come by stuff. Right. He got into everything. Yeah, I saw he was on the board of the bank. He oh, he, he had was. To start the golf
0: course.
1: Or... That's right. Yeah. Um, uh, he was. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of credit is given of uh, 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 Marshall C.B. Marshall on the golf course. Yeah. Coolidge was right there with him. Yeah, that's
0: what I read. I've read yeah. that.
2: Um, yeah. Bill, how do you know how they wound up in Reynolds coming from
1: Poland? No, I don't. Don't know. That I, so. I, I have had the same thought, Jim. Uh, and and you excuse me now if I call you Jimmy because that's, I, uh, well, uh,
2: right uh, I'm that's
1: the it. only name I knew <laughs> until you left town. <laughs> See, right. I have the same thing down at Reynolds If I get a phone call and I answer, and they say oh, Billy, I know it's somebody right. from Reynolds <laughs> 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 that's funny.
2: And, uh, and I know
1: the same thing about Jimmy. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I tell I told somebody the other day. I said, you know. When I went into service, I decided that I was not going to be Billy anymore. I was going. I was. A, I was a man now. <laughs> I was going to be Bill. Right. And uh, so the, the only person down there that I have given free reign to call me Billy has been Amelia Halley because <laughs> she ain't going to give it up. We were. I don't know if you remember this, and you can answer this question. Dad used
0: to tell me this, this is a funny story. When when Edgar died. When your Uncle Edgar died, yeah, that uh, Brother Culpepper was the preacher
1: in Reynolds. Okay, and he started preaching Thurman's funeral. You remember that? <laughs> I uh, I tell you what, I remember about that <laughs> funeral, and I was sitting there, and he started talking about what a what a, a great businessman Uncle Edgar was. Uncle Edgar, he was, not he a, was a farmer, man. right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what Daddy said. I, I was I was sitting there, and I said. That man didn't do his research. <laughs> Daddy was convinced he had them mixed up. He,
0: th- he was thinking Thurman was sitting out in the audience. You know? <laughs> That's a funny
1: story. I hadn't thought about that. So
0: let me tell you what was funny. I said, Daddy always told me Brother Culpepper did that. And I said, I tell him what he should do. So I go find his write-up about Edgar's funeral in 62. And I knew Brother Culpepper was there in 62 because I kept up with all that. And there it was, and Brother Culpepper and John Mangum preached his funeral. So I said, "It sounds like it was he was right." <laughs> yeah. Jayen Bryan was one of the first merchants in Reynolds. That he's a very prominent. We merchant. knew
1: him as Jake Bryan. Yeah. He right. was called Jake Bryan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when I say we, I'm talking about my era since you brought that up, I have noticed on Facebook there seems to be a little bit of a discussion now about uh, the big house, what y'all call the big right. house. Right, who, who built that house? In my opinion, Jake Brown did. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: The doctor?
0: No, the, no, no. No. The doctor's daddy, but... but doctors. No, but Jake Brown The reason he did, says
1: did. that, Teeny put...
0: I have no idea. I've I assumed that all my life, but Teeny does not think that her her family built that it has been added on to he they added on to it put the second story but there was another house there is what teeny said but i have no knowledge
1: of that i mean that's what she thought i have i have no proof of that though, right. but i See, always heard that Yeah. as i was yeah. growing up but... here let me
0: ask you a question this is always confused you know the story when the when the head got blown off on the on the train that exploded yeah. over there yeah so E. E. Hodges, who was one of the first people in the town, by yeah. the right way I, think I can look at. And you know, his wife went out and stopped the train with a with a light with, with a
1: kerosene, kerosene laminar.
0: So yeah. they wouldn't run over. She walked out and stopped it. So I always assumed that they were living at that where the Hodges hotel ended up across from the women's club. But when I looked when I read something the other day, they were living over there. Somewhere on the lot where the Flint utility building is—is is it? Where do you think their house? Where was the Hodges' no, house? No,
1: I never heard that. You I haven't didn't know that. They—they've always lived over on that side of on the Butler side of Runnels. Okay. In okay. my in my knowledge, yeah.
0: well, I read something that made me think that I wasn't sure, but Joni Hodges put something that I never knew that Doctor Mangum lived in the Hodges. He—he he was the first person in the Hodges' house. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, so the Hodges, the, where Walton Jr. lived and all them Gene lives now, that was originally Dr. Mangum's
1: house. Really? Yeah. You mean a, sort of across
2: from the post office? Well, yeah. behind the now, house uh, yeah.
1: uh, maybe you maybe you can clear this up. In my mind, uh, I, I'm I'm of the understanding that Dr. Mangum was an adopted child. No, John Mangum was adopted.
0: John Mangum, Not Doctor Mangum, no, Doctor Mangum and his wife adopted John. So what? So John, okay. John had a brother and two sisters. They all were living in the Baptist Children's Home in Macon. Their yeah. par- both of their parents got killed. The brother went somewhere. The two girls died at a very young age. Doctor Mangum adopted John Mangum. So John Mangum was adopted. Okay. And that's that's what that was. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I was one generation old. Yeah,
0: and so I've read all about that lately. And so, uh, when when Doctor Mangum died, that was a big deal. I mean, you could see that in the paper. There were doctors everywhere from all around. Was
2: that the largest
0: funeral
1: ever? <laughs> yeah, all of them. were, <laughs> Yeah. Every, well, you they, read they, everywhere it was the largest funeral ever. Yeah. All but, right. Yeah. Do you know where Doctor Mangum's office was?
0: No, I guess it was up. Was that upstairs where Ficklin, Doctor Ficklin, was? No. Where was it? In the uh, back of Reynolds Pharmacy. Okay. so In the back of the pharmacy. So that's where Clyde Hill's place was. I mean, you mean the yep. Reynolds Pharmacy? Clyde over... Hill
1: was around on the other street. Yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, so they were over there where Reynolds Pharmacy is, where Leonard's place was. Yeah. Yeah. See,
1: uh, uh, Dr. Bingham and Leonard created the Reynolds Pharmacy. Okay. I didn't.
0: Or Clay, you mean, created. I mean, excuse me, yeah. Clay. Clay. Uncle Clay, yeah. So I didn't know that. So the other thing I noticed when, you know, the, all the shenanigans of Clyde Hill, that's another <coughs> whole story. Oh,
1: it is. Hey, hey you, you can't he, write it all without making somebody mad because he was a reprobate. I know. What was that? Clyde Hill. <laughs> so let me tell you the story. This is how I got into this.
0: And then in this, all this Reynolds, old Reynolds, the light <coughs> turned on. So I'm Miss Carson. Camilla Carson taught me biology in the ninth grade in Fort Valley, and she used to always ask me, "Who died? What's going on? Who's carrying animals?" So every day, and something came up, and I said, "About uh, people in rental." I, I said, "My daddy tell me the worst man ever lived here was Clyde Hill. So he was—he got in the car with him one time, and said they like to whooped him to death for getting in the car with him, and." Found out about that story later. and after Seth said all that, and she said, That's my brother. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's the so truth.
2: Yeah. Brother?
0: Yeah. It, it turns <clears throat> out they're half brothers, but I thought, Lord have mercy. I wish I had said that. So I started researching all that. So Clyde Hill, his <laughs> daddy was J.G. Hill, I think was his name, and he was a pharmacist. He was a pharmacist. And Clyde became a pharmacist. Okay. And Clyde was married to uh, Hedgie James' mama's sister,
1: Ruffin. I didn't know. know.
0: And so there was a Henry James who was Sid James's brother. He was a young guy. He got murdered in the house that, that's another house where I want to get more information that you got. It sat on the corner where that new Flint building was built in 1960. You remember that house that said that. Yeah. So that was a big murder that nobody I had never heard of it in my life. Mm-hmm. So it turns out that Clyde Hill and his wife were, had two little children were living in that house, and they were renting a room out to these two guys. To the,
1: to the James uh, guy. Yeah, James yeah.
0: and another roommate. And yeah. so the next thing you know, uh, he's... Clyde Hills shot somebody in town, and then he was arrested. His story is crazy. He got got arrested all over everywhere. He was a bad dude. And he told me about going to see him because he was such a gangster when he was laying at the funeral home in the back of the old store. Yeah. Did I tell
1: you that? You told me something about it. I was about to tell you about it, but that was when the funeral home was in the back of the store. Right. And I was in uh, I was in Reynolds High School. Sure. I don't know what level I was then, but uh, I remember distinctly. And some of I was kind of enamored with uh, Clyde Hill. And uh, he he died from a, a severe accident. Right, it was, it
0: was, right up by Knoxville courthouse
1: somewhere. And it and it cracked his skull open. Well. Several of us boys, we decided that we wanted to see how well uh, uh, the gardens uh, <laughs> prepared him for burial. <laughs> so we left school during recess and ran uptown. And at that time, he was <laughs> on display. It, it, there were some windows right. in, uh, on the sidewalk there. And he was in, and, and, and we went up there, and we looked at it. He looked good. <laughs> he did. I don't know. So let me tell you what happened. When I, Your what, daddy did a good job well, on whoever what daddy did. Said,
0: probably granddaddy, but when Daddy was he was going to Emory, so that was when he got killed was somewhere when Daddy was in college or something. Or actually when he was bad dude. And I think I look back it's kinda of the end of his he probably just got out of jail. Mm. But Daddy was catch he'd hitchhike rise to Emory. And he hitched a ride with Clyde Hill. I mean, and mom and can't. I mean and his mom and daddy liked to have a fit. Said, so what in the world are you getting in the car with him? You know, I think that's how it came up with Camilla Carson. Yeah. It was something she was talking uh-huh. about. I said, My daddy told me to be careful who I got in. He got in the car, the worst man ever left the room. So tell me what you remember about the house. Who in the heck built that house that was where the new Flint
1: building was built? I don't know who built it. Okay. Uh, I mean, that question has come up and I have have tried to go back into my memory and see if I ever heard anybody now you know uh, uh uh Sid Bryan and his family lived there at one time I didn't know you mean Dr Bryan Dr Brown lived
0: in that house I didn't know that so you don't learn from <clears> new all the time at
1: one time hmm. it, it had the murder in that house that house has a a a, a history. Favorite history I have not I have I have tried. I have written uh, uh, museums about this. Billy Naisler told me, uh, you know, back in in my day, they had the WPA. Is, what is WPA? WPA. Uh, uh, we called it the We Peddle Around. It was one. It was one of, it was one of uh, Roosevelt's okay. Uh, programs. Okay. And they 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 uh, built. Uh, They built dams, they built roads, they built, there's a park up here uh, in North Georgia that they built. All right, Billy told me that uh, during the WPA uh, days down there, Eisenhower, this was well before the war, Eisenhower was a younger officer at that time, he and and, and uh, his wife, uh, I, I can't call her name right now, Dr. but anyway, Rosemont. you can call it because you're younger. Eleanor Roosevelt? Ele- uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh-uh. Mamie. 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 Yeah, Mamie. Yeah. Yeah. They lived in that house for a short period of time. What? Mamie <laughs> and uh, Lou Neisler, Louise Neisler, Charlie Niesler's wife. Oh, were good friends, and they walked back and forth to each other, uh, you know, to visit each other uh, because Mamie was new in town. She lived in Reynolds. That's what I'm trying to tell you, but I can't prove it. I've never heard that about that. I have proved it. Well, Billy Niesler swore it, and uh, because he even talked about. I don't know whether you. You know about but the uh, uh, Billy and and his Charlie. I don't know who owned it. Owned a great big uh, German police dog, and, and Billy commented that uh, Mamie was scared of that dog. He was a big dog. He was so big that Bubba Newsom rode him. <laughs> 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 Bubba Newsom was always about this big. Yeah. Now, this is hearsay because so, I can't so, prove it. Was this before and, and, she met Dwight Eisenhower? Oh, uh, no. No, she was married to uh, uh, Eisenhower. When she was living in Reynolds. Mamie.
0: Yeah.
1: And Eisenhower came there because uh, Eisenhower was in charge of the WPA people that lived in that, in, in that area. But I think about that time he was a captain. Yeah. So you can imagine it so was... So
0: what was her maiden name? She had, I don't know.
1: She had some kind of
0: connections? to? No,
1: I, I haven't tried uh, Mamie's side. I questioned Billy at great lengths about that thing. He, and, wouldn't and have made he, it he up. swore to it. Oh, I believe He it. was...
2: Bill, let me ask you a couple of questions. Was Papa the president of his senior class at Georgia?
1: No, well, I, no, I don't... You no, don't think so? no. Um,
2: did he have? Did he have a nickname? Yes, Nick? he did. Skip, Skip he had a Skipper?
1: couple of nicknames. He was all, he was called Skipper, Skipper was one of them. Okay. And another one he, he was called Lover.
2: Lover.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, look here. I so I want you to clear this up, and I think I know the answer. Yeah. My granddaddy always called him Brother Haley. You ever hear I, that? Yeah, they, they yeah. So they, they did. They traveled together all the time. They, but
1: they both, take the art. Right, he called your granddaddy, brother Haley. They, they called, called each, each other brother Haley. Really? Now I don't know who brother Haley well, was. I'm gonna tell you. All
0: right, I found looking at the old Baptist <laughs> preachers that was a brother Haley <laughs> that was in the. I bet <laughs> That's no doubt about and, it. They had some reason to they pick that name up. He
1: must have been some kind of a character. He, or was, he something. was something about him made them. Made I, them I found his that name. name.
0: as a, He was a Baptist preacher back in the early 1900s or whenever the church started, although he was one of them. <laughs> he also talked about Bailey Jones, Roy Jones. Yeah. Was, that he was, whatever religion he was, he wouldn't let them do any uh, medicine on him. Jehovah's Witnesses, though. Yeah, that's, that he, must, he must have been that. Really? Yes, yeah, uh, they will uh, uh, not take a transfusion. A transfusion? Uh, yeah. They will not take and So that's what Big Daddy commented on that. And I have seen that somewhere else in something that he, he died young because his religious beliefs. he was a devout man. But B- Big Daddy said that... I'd he heard that, yeah. Big Daddy said he delivered a mail and he always had a fishing pole. He named the name of the reel he had with him and he'd stop along the thing and fish. <laughs> <laughs> Living
1: well. I love it. that's a great story, isn't it? Well, yeah. I tell you this I, I i i wish I knew all the story behind it, but uh uh you called him by the name that I've called him Big daddy and uh uh Mom and Papa they love to fish, both of them did, yeah. and they love to go fishing. Together. Yeah, they went to
0: Florida and everywhere they, else. I
1: know. They, uh, they would, uh, I, I, I'd almost swear to this, that uh, Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning or something, one of them had decided they wanted to go fishing, and they would call the other one. Mm-hmm. Said, let's go to Panacea. Yeah. Or let's go to Crystal and that Road. was no easy trip back yeah. then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and they, would, they would get in the car. They would drive down there. They would fish on Sunday morning. They'd get back in their car with the fish they caught and come back to Runnels. That's how bad they loved to fish. That's amazing,
2: Bill. I remember. I remember the the fish that Mamaw caught. It was a caught a yeah. dolphin.
1: Yeah. The fish.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I remember she had it displayed in their house. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I had it and out on the, the she on caught, on the porch She said um, that she caught it. The fish may still be around for all I know. Yeah, yeah. It didn't interest me. I, I wasn't a fisherman. I, so. I, well, I'm not either.
2: Was Papa in the first vet school graduating class? Yes, he was. Okay, that's what I thought.
1: I wanted to clear that up. Somebody but, was saying uh, that he was just... Judy is Judy uh, uh, all upset about that, too, uh, with the university because the university made a statement in some written document that the that the vet school at Georgia was started in 1956, I think.
2: Huh.
1: Papa graduated in '21. Yeah, yeah. Who's upset, Judy, your daughter Judy? Yeah. Yeah. And uh-huh. and she's trying to she's trying to get that cleared up. Yeah. Judy asked me about it. She because she had seen his diplomas because they hung.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, at the house. Okay. Uh, they weren't in an office, they went to the house, in the hall. Somewhere, I know it's lost now, there was a, 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 a bulletin that gave the a, a graduating class, when they graduated, Okay. that he was a DVM. They couldn't have called him a doctor no, of veterinary medicine if he was not. Right. I mean the university right. wouldn't have published right. that, is what I'm right. saying. Right. Right. And... Uh, uh, we are of the opinion that his diploma states it clear, clearly that his degree was for a DVM. We all we all knew that, so none of us ever questioned it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, but all of a sudden, uh, this this uh, thing came out in print that uh, the veterinary school of medicine was. Started in, I think it said, I'm quote, don't quote me on. I think it was fifty six or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that we knew for sense. a fact that he had graduated in twenty yeah. one. He was farming and working on yeah. big animals, mainly cows yeah. and farm animals, or
0: <coughs> horses well, or whatever. Yeah,
1: that uh, I'm, I'm sure that's what influenced Papa. He was uh, uh, his love was large animals. It was not. Uh, right pitch.
0: Some of the stories of him and his guy named Hope McDaniel. (laughs) now that's a story that would fill a book this thick. Yeah, he was a character, wasn't he? Oh. I remember as a little kid sitting at Blanche's house at the dinner table, and we got through eating, and she started telling stories about Hope McDaniel. I mean, he was a little kid, but he was a character. Roy Jones wrote all kinds of stuff about him. Let's see. Now, you never knew Hope, did No, you? he okay. died right before I was born. Or oh, he died right after I was born. I think he died in 56, 57 or something. He was a character. Oh, was he, was he a, a character. character? But he was a lovable character. Yeah, one of the stories that Blanche was telling that night is everybody went to Milano Springs, and that's where it was dirt roads, and they were coming about where Don Watley and him lived, Edgar lived, but it was a dirt road around the curve, and they were having a race, and Hope was in front. And they had bet something, and when he went around the curve, he had headlights hooked up on the back of his car, and he flipped them lights. And whoever <laughs> was behind him took off. <laughs> the
2: he, he,
0: he went around a curb and flipped them lights on, him. people took off. <laughs> but he went. He was like some groups going on trips. They would take Hope to entertain them. That's right. And he would. He was a character there. He was a funny
1: guy. And you haven't lived until you heard Hope. Preach a sermon. <laughs> Woo! I'm um, gonna tell you, there was just enough of truth in it. <laughs> but 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 it it would have you in the aisle, just rolling. Going back to the Coolidge, we we've got know, off
0: man, yeah. so one of the things I was telling Jim that Edith Coolidge, you used to have you dated Edith, her or something. Edith,
1: Edith Edith was in my class, yes. yeah.
0: And so what I found, and you may have already known this, but she married a guy and moved to Montgomery and had this big company that got really big. And when he died, she became the chairman of the board. That's of it. right. And her company, under her leadership, created the resealable bag.
1: She was a rich woman. Yeah, yeah. You, and, uh, uh, yeah, a, I I I, I, uh, I won't say you? I dated Edith. I no. took, but I uh, I I took her to uh, dances over to um, woman's, woman's club.
0: club. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, Mr. Coleman wasn't living
1: there then, was he? <laughs> that was <laughs> no. Mr.
0: Coleman's house. I don't no. know <laughs> Yeah. So I've talked to a bunch of coolies, and Norm. I think you read all this, but Norma's. I mean, yeah. Nora. Nora's daughter was Hank Aaron's personal secretary, Yeah, and I've talked to her at length, she's like in Boca Raton, Florida, she worked for the Atlanta Braves, Yeah, and when Aaron was chasing Babe Ruth's record, he needed a personal secretary, so she handled all the hate mail that was coming, because there were people come. mad because he was black and going to break Babe Ruth's record, Well, I'm
1: glad so she became his up.
0: personal secretary, and let me tell you a more story to that, she was, Hank Aaron just died, but he, he was very close. To, she, he came to their daughter's wedding and all that. Well, her daughter is on some, and I forgot the name of it, but she's a celebrity on a morning New York City national show, Good Morning America, or yeah. CBS This Morning or her, something. Her daughter. Yeah, yeah. Nora's granddaughter. So, so this is another story. So there was another daughter, was it Molly? Molly was one daughter, right? Yeah, Molly. Okay, well, anyway, through talking to to, there's a Sam Kulick, that is the son of the younger brother of David. David was David Kulick came to Reynolds. He had his brother about 15 years younger than him that worked there for a while and went to Tobleton and, and started a store and eventually put a store in Butler. He bought the Driesens or whatever, which was also akin to David Kulick. So he told me about the lady in dayton ohio this you you ought to call her she's got information well i, I was telling Jim this story so i called her i can't think of her name right now I talked to her and i told her i had funeral homes in dayton ohio five or six of them and the same name tobias he said you're not gonna believe this but i'm i gotta go to a funeral tomorrow at tobias funeral home <laughs> so i picked up the phone and called dan tobias who's the former owner who i know well and he went to the service, and over there and greeted him. And met her and said, "You talked to my friend Bruce Goddard yesterday." The that lady was blown
1: away. Blew him mind. <laughs> so the world, the world is small, isn't it? Now let's go back. Let's go back to the Kulik family. Now, uh, uh, you 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 called Dan Coolick. David. David. Okay. Now uh, I grew up with Sammy Coolick. Right. Now Sammy. Sammy right. was David's son. That's right. And he was he was Daddy's age too. They went to school together. You know they used to have a lot of tournaments on that golf course. And he won them, that. didn't he? If Sammy was in the was in the tournament, everybody else said, "Well, no hope. Right. Sammy's gonna win." Right. Sammy was quite a golfer.
0: Was Sam Kulik, who was his nephew, used to play in Reynolds with his daddy, who was I think it's I forget his first name. I read it yesterday, so he remembers coming in the sixties. They had the Kulik. Marshall trophy so he this guy's he's he's lives in atlanta and he's he's probably I imagine 80 years old I didn't ask Wait, him is but this is this, this this is yes Sam David Kulik's younger brother's son, son lot younger brother's son okay. and he's a financial planner in atlanta but I've talked to him at length and the, the story that hit me about that is in a time where everybody accuses everybody of being not diversified and not having sensitivity to races, way back then, this little town in South Georgia embraced these Jews. Not only that, but the Prager family was another one. They they embraced these people and they became part of the community. I saw a thing where my great grandfather was at the house over there that the Cudics, David Cudic lived at. Somebody was getting married. They listed the people there, and I'm sure the other people. I didn't. I just saw he was there. I mean, it was a they were all friends. That's for sure.
1: Well, um, the the, the uh, Edith and Molly both uh, uh, they came to. Uh, they participated in uh, all of the youth programs at, at, at both churches. Oh, did they? I wondered oh, about yes, that. Oh, yes, they did. Even though they were Jewish, how about their parents? Did they come? Or they
0: since they no, were, no,
1: um, no. Just they the kids. did not. They did not attend the churches, they they joined, they were members of a synagogue in Macon. Right, but but the kids grew up there. They went to Macon occasionally. They right. were not right. Uh, uh, not devout. Right. Now, I grew up knowing uh, that they were Jews. Right. Uh, to me, Jew was a name, was a word. I did not know that there was any uh, uh animosity between Gentiles and Jews until I got into the service at, and I was eighteen years old. Right.
0: That's I didn't know it.
1: That's interesting. That's interesting. I mean they were they were such members of the community, the ones that I knew right. which were the coolies. Right.
0: The other thing that was interesting that I found out was and I think I read this to you yesterday in the early fifties, there was a lady named Florine English. And she came for in English. English, yeah. And so, they, her and her husband lived in Portland, Oregon, Oregon, and she was in the House of Representatives out there, she was in the state senate, and she came back to Reynolds yeah, and better. and became mayor yeah. of Reynolds in 1952. That's right. And then she beat Charlie B. Higgs. Yeah. And there must have not been any animosity towards them because when she died,
1: Charlie B. Higgs was a pallbearer at a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I pick up all kinds of stuff here. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you, people that have, haven't lived in a town like Reynolds, or, or most especially Reynolds, they don't know what living is.
0: Yeah, and I've said that my traveling, there's not many people, and I have really mean this, that have any idea of the connection we have in that town that goes back generations. People don't relate to that. Most people live in bigger places where they know their neighbor a little bit, but they don't know. And that connection is unreal. And the other thing that I guarantee you, I am absolutely convinced of, Reynolds was different than most any place around because you can look from the people that came out of that town. It is incredible. You go back to the the, the Sealys and the, yeah. you know, Hugh he, he, he Camp yeah. Seely and yeah. he, he started Oh, he's the
1: father of arrhythmia surgery, you know, and he he invented that. Well, you know, Hugh was a classmate of mine. Yeah, and he was a great guy. Yeah, and he was he he became as famous as uh, uh, Will Camp. I used to see him when I speak at stuff. He'd love to come because he would love to hear us talk we about were, Reynolds. We would. I mentioned just a while ago that Sammy was. I, I I'd have to put him. He was the golfer from Reynolds. I don't, I don't, I've never heard of anybody that uh, uh, won the tournaments as much as Sammy did. But uh, did you know that Lewis Ruffin was quite a golfer? I did. And H.C. Bond was H. C. a real good Bonds golfer. H.C. Bond and, and, yeah. and Lewis Ruffin. I remember him playing, but he they was t- the older They man. took over the golf world in Reynolds after yeah. Sammy moved away yeah and then i saw they had a women's tournament and blanche won it yeah really blanche
0: won the tournament
1: well uh, uh i got pictures of her playing golf two other women uh ain't Lila was a uh, golfer a, a, Golfer yeah. was quite uh helen. yeah ain't little helen was quite a golfer and so was uh, uh um, Oh, Dr. Brian Schwab. Louise. Louise. So Thank let me you. tell
0: you a story. They had a what they call a Scotch Foursome. Yeah. Jimmy's heard this story many times. And Miss Leela was my partner. So she driving the car and I'm riding with her and I was a young guy. And she'd hit it about 120, 50 yards down the middle. I'd hit it 300 yards, but maybe three grades over. She was on places, because we'd have to take turns. It no matter where it was, she hit it, and I'd hit the next one, she'd hit the next one. You get on the green, you take turns. So you had to play it wherever it was. So we, we were coming in number nine. There was people all around us. Yeah. And I hit a ball in the number nine green. It was real high. And he just buried into that trail. Oh. And he could barely see the top. Miss Lee, I said, Miss I'm sorry. I don't know how you go going to hit that. He said, that ain't no problem. She just went on She picked the ball up, put it up there. You know, was <laughs> that? Miss Leela Hinton. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Oh, so, I am so sorry I buried that ball. It ain't no problem. She, <laughs> she did <laughs> love to play golf. Cat yeah, and Hazel did too. Hey.
1: Well, hey. look about. Hey! <laughs> hey friend. Hey,
0: sweetie, I didn't right?
2: know you were going to be here, hey Jimmy was. Good
0: to see you, dude. Good to see you, too. How are, are you? Golly, how long has it been? Fran, good to see you, huh? Good to see
2: you. We're all working. You didn't used to be great-headed. Well, I, I hit it. Friend, are you,
0: are you already <laughs> got a driver's license and everything? Ever. You're driving. Remember,
2: I'm older than you. About how
0: many months?
2: Not many. I, I was a November baby. You up were you March or April? I'm September, but so you, you were you, you
0: born, born, born in fifty four.
1: No, no,
0: no, fifty three. So I was born in fifty four. Oh September. you were a
1: September baby? Yeah. Oh I thought you were like I was
0: the baby in my family I still am. Yeah. But
1: and and you know what? It'll stay that way too. Probably will. <laughs> I didn't yeah. realize
2: y'all were that close in age.
0: Like growing up in Reynolds, what do you remember Reynolds looking like? And in-
1: there was no pavement in in Reynolds, to my knowledge,
2: uh,
1: until uh, late thirties.
0: Right. So it was all
1: dirt roads. Yeah, everything right. was dirt. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, just about everything was dirt in the county. Right. Right. And uh, oh, also, my understanding was the first pavement in Taylor County was from the courthouse in Butler to going toward Reynolds. It was three miles of pavement. Okay. It got out almost to uh, uh, Captain Butler's house. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the other pavement was from the. Uh, Downtown Reynolds, right in the intersection in Reynolds, going north toward Roberta, there was two miles I know about the Goddess store burning, and it was being replaced by a brick building right. I've seen uh pictures they don't look the same.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I agree. There's been two brick buildings, I'm almost certain. But Big Daddy talks about a a wooden building that burned down. That's what I'm so, so Well, well the store the store was wooden, wasn't it? Well, the evidently the original one they built yeah. was so when he ta- he says in the interview that when him and his daddy when he started with his daddy, they were across the street. And that's totally confusing, but he says that in the interview. So what they built, that theater, and they owned those stores going towards Fort Valley from Swearingen and for the place. Yeah. And it all caught on fire. But that was a long time ago. That was in... Oh, yeah. That was yeah. before you were born, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He built a brand-new state-of-the-art theater. Yeah. And they had the grand opening, and there was a crowd of people came and it got caught on fire and they arrested some guy. They, somebody caught it on fire, but you know, I won't go into who did it or whatever, but there was all kind of rumors, but they, they arrested a the guy and then he got off. Homer B-Land was his, was his <laughs> lawyer, but they couldn't prove that this guy did it. And, but somebody caught it on fire. There's no doubt somebody poured gas on it, burned it up and they had very little insurance, but they built it right back. And so, my question in reading all that how in the heck did they have the money back then to build that theater this state-of-the-art theater and i think that ea goddard's older brother who by then was living in st louis was a wealthy man i think he was helping them when my great-grandfather moved to camden arkansas he moved to live with his older brother because his parents were dead and he kind of looked after him so i think he was helping them I saw where they went, to, the two of them went to England. And I mean, this is the early 1900s. G.H. Goddard, that was his name. Big Dad was named after him. Him and his younger brother, E.A. Goddard, while he was living in Reynolds, went to England to some World Bank. So, I mean, how in the world did you get to England back then, you know? Boom, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, slow right, guarantee yeah. so, <clears throat> you. So anyway, I didn't get many sidetracked. So tell me about well, like the stores. What do you remember? I know it was busy on
1: Saturday and all that kind of stuff. Well, let, uh, I'll, I'll go back as far as I can. Uh, uh, the pictures that uh, we that we have now, uh, the original pictures for the uh, group called Old Reynolds, Right. Uh, they were already existing. Every one of them were oh, existing oh. as far back as I can remember. Right. So I, didn't, I never did see any uh, uh, frame buildings on okay. those streets. Okay. They were all brick. All brick. Go. Right. So that's as far back as I can go. And, of course, naturally, I think we have talked about then, the streets and rentals have been lowered. Right. Now, why they were lowered, I don't know. And I uh, There's a picture of them like and I, went to, I went to Georgia Tech and I have looked at the land a layer of the land, you know, that was my uh, Right. Uh, that's that was your expertise. What, I, what I got two degrees at Georgia Tech about. So uh uh I, I saw no reason why that why the land was lowered. Hmm. Never thought about it. Do uh, you, you remember the steps you had to go up to yeah, get to any of the stores? Yeah. I've never even thought yeah. about that. But the thing about it, if you look at them, Goddard's store wasn't, wasn't but about this much higher than the main street. Right. It had like one step. Yeah. And over there Across pretty... the road at the Hennon... Uh, I call it Hennon Hodges. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, I mean, Hennon... Uh, old Hollis. Uh, uh, Hollis. Hennon Hollis the three-story building that burned right. at Chevrolet Place was. The finished yeah, right. floor in that building was at least three to three and a half feet above the street right.
0: level. I saw that.
1: So that meant that there was a quick drop-off right, uh, right there. Right. Uh, so, I, you know, that's a study in itself. When you were growing up, What's the? I
0: guess it was the Kulik store that was on the corner. They were there. Yes. And do you remember Jake Prager's store? Oh, yes, I do. That's where Brady's was. I think yes, you confirmed was in that. Yes, what, what we'd known as it's Brady's. Brady's store. Brady's and then store. Right between there and that store where the phone company is now was where the National Bank was at some time, right? There was a bank there. Yeah. It didn't last
1: long. I, 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 gave, um, I gave Jamie a, a photograph that the far distant, you can, you can see, that see bank. just right. a little bit I of that, that. that bank that had a white marble front on it. Was
0: it? it
1: was right between Prager where Brady's
0: store. There's it's right alley. on the alley. There was an down.
1: alley between the bank and Brady's. Right. Oh, okay. Right. Was right.
0: That was a the the bank boy there. Boy Scout Hut used to be back in that. Area. Yeah, it did. That was boy, That's that's been mentioned. I don't remember that boy scout. I remember right. Boy Scout Hut under the under the high school. Go, going down. Where I to, went was behind. Is that right? Yeah. Do you, you don't remember going to scouts at the high school building uh-huh. in that basement? Uh-huh. That's where I went. I never went. There. I mean, it was a very bustling, busy town, wasn't it?
1: You can't imagine how bustling it was on Saturday. Uh, 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 i made mention, I think, in one of my posts. It was shoulder to shoulder on the sidewalks on Saturday. Hmm. It was that uh, everybody came to town on Saturday. During the week, it was a farming community during the week they were all out there trying to make a living. They came to town to do the shopping
0: right
1: and the drinking and, and, and whatever because uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, drinking going on on, sa- on Saturday.
0: Yeah and uh, so the, the Reynolds mercantile company, do you remember that? Uh, it's called the
1: Reynolds Mercantile. That may have been in the No, early I, I remember. I know where the building, that's where the open store was. Oh, is that yeah. where that was? See, I didn't realize that. I'm glad to know Oldman that. Store. A, yeah. a matter of fact, I've got, a, I've, I've got something that I'm, I'm, I'm collecting now. Right. Uncle Bill. Yes. What about
2: the hospital? Dad came back into the practice with the older Doctor Sams. Who who built that building, the original Doctor Sams. Doctor Sam's himself,
1: yeah. okay. Uh, uh uh I do not know if he had any business connections with anybody when it was built, but okay. it was uh, he so, was
2: so this see doctor
1: see Doctor uh, Doctor Bryan upset everybody in Reynolds because Doctor Bryan decided he would Give up his practice right in into World War Two, oh. and everybody in town, you know, said, a on man," huh. said the only doctor we had in town, and he quit. So he was his office was over where like Wilson Cleaners was, right? Yeah, yeah, that was Doctor Brown. That, that was Doctor uh, Brown's office. <laughs> uh, and to my knowledge, he could have been the one. He and uh, he could have been the one that built that building. I don't know. Or or, so, so, or Jake or Jake could have built it because Jake was the daddy of the bronze uh, back in my era. Will Camp Seeley started
0: hanging out with Dr. Bryan and that's how he he started getting interested in medicine by hanging around Dr. Bryan. Oh really? Yeah,
1: Is that, that right well
0: that makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah, and that's why he then he went on to <coughs> Duke and did all the stuff he did. Well yeah. so
2: so the building, Dr. Sam's
1: built the building that became, I guess, the first hospital in Rome. Yeah. In well, I mean, yeah, it, in it Rome was, was, was not built as a hospital, it was built as a doctor's office. It was
2: built as a
1: doctor's office. Okay. Uh, I did some work, I did some design work on it for uh, Edwards and Dr. Sam's. The, the, that wing, that west yes, wing. Yeah, yeah.
2: I remember you did that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I did it for. Do what have happened to all of them?
0: Incubators or whatever, everybody that they had, the pictures. You got some great pictures of that. yeah You got that book at your house yeah. that, that Amelia made for your dad at some anniversary? Yeah. Everybody that ever was born in Reynolds, would, there's the incubator they were in right there. That's People true. would like to see yeah. that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Let me tell you something. You're talking about uh, my, my understanding of Reynolds back in those days. Uh, as you know, I was. I came up in the, in the, y'all call it the Great Depression, I call it the Deep Depression, that era. I remember I remember uh, coming to town, since we lived a mile out of town, coming to town and uh, either walking or riding or whatever we were doing and seeing a building and they had uh, the windows on the front of the building were closed with Wrapping paper or something, you know, right. or, or newspaper or something. And I began to wonder, what in the world's going on? They were bankrupt. Yeah. Every one of them. Bankrupt, bankrupt, bankrupt. And when they bankrupt, they they blanked out, they blanked out, blank, blanked out the winners really? for some reason. I guess they didn't want people looking in there and saying you know if i broke in here i can get that i I don't know why they did daddy went bankrupt i read about it i think freeman hart in making helped him
0: lend him money and he was able to pay him back but he was broke i mean
1: you can read i read the old papers
0: i mean they were all it was a mess i'm telling you
1: well i i I knew that was happening but i remember coming from the house and going to, to go down to the school and I uh, came down and turned right. You know, there at the bank to go that way. Past Uncle Clay's store. Paper in the windows. Uncle
2: Clay. How
1: about that? Who do you remember as your teachers when you were going through school? Oh Lord, Miss <laughs> Ogden, of course. She was my first. She was my first teacher. I'll have to admit it to you, and you got it recorded, so I I, I can't deny it. I wasn't a good student. I repeated the sixth grade. Is that right? Yes. How about that? And then, bless Pete, I went off to war and I came back and I went to Georgia Tech and got two degrees. I'm not proud of it. I'm not bragging. I had always, I had always, since Edwards was in med school, In in my mind, uh, when he got into med school, I said, you know, I believe, you know, I've always been handy with my hands, very coordinated, Uh, back in my younger years, that I wanted to be, uh, believe it or not, a brain surgeon. That was my dream. Well, time went on, and I saw how hard it was. Had to work at Emory, and in my mind, and the fact that I wasn't a good student, I said, "Ain't no way I can make that." But I'll tell you right now, when I got my two two degrees at Georgia Tech, Emory would have been a snap. Yeah, I <laughs> bet, I bet. That's that what was I was hard. about to say. Yeah. Was- so Who was your sixth grade teacher that held you back? That- they didn't hold me back. That was a family decision. Mama said, "You, uh, you you've had problems." She said, what do you think about you just doing the sixth grade over and see if you can catch up? It was a family decision. Right. Mr. Jonah didn't put me back. What was your
0: thoughts on Mr. Jonah? Oh, man. I was
1: scared to death of him. <laughs> I'll I tell you right now. I hated those Friday... Uh, Assemblies? Yeah. We had a name for them. It wasn't chapel. It was... Uh, but every Friday we had we went up to the auditorium and tried to see how small we could got up on the steps and you know I don't think he knew who he was gonna call on he just looked there, Billy come up here <laughs> oh. your daddy wasn't an exceptional student until he, evil, he got huh? to uh, about the sixth uh, uh, uh grade fifth or sixth grade okay Matt Mims is the one that stimulated him. Really. Yes. Okay. She told she told uh, us when I say us, my mom and daddy or somebody. She said, if Edwards would uh, um, uh, uh apply wow. himself, uh-huh. he says uh, there's no there's no uh, doubt where he could go.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, that got explained to him. He took off from that point on. Okay. He was a, honest, a, he, a a, he was I think a, he, was, he was. He wasn't valedictorian. Was the second. So Louis. Louis, yeah, Louis, uh, was. Yes, she top, was valedictorian, yeah. and he was second, I believe, in his graduating class. That happened that that quick, you know. Then he goes to uh, to Emory and uh, goes Phi Beta, Phi Beta Kappa. And then he also was uh, in the uh, Medical Honorary Fraternity. But I can kind of understand it a little bit, but I didn't I, did, I didn't excel. Uh, I've always liked to challenge, and I think he did too. Right. And he got challenged. Right. And uh, so he dug in. Yeah. Right. Well, I knew he'd gotten
2: but, the Phi, Phi Beta Kappa, and yeah. he got that, but I did not know that the first... Part of his education. Well, and what he I'll do tell you well. another
1: fact about your daddy, and I'm proud of him. Uh, uh, he, while he was emery, Emory, he realized that he was uh, uh, above average. Uh, he was working like a dog for it. He wasn't, he, he wasn't given to it. And uh, he decided one quarter to see what his... Uh, maximum was, and he loaded himself up, made one C. That's the only C he ever made.
2: In medical school or college?
1: Yeah, at At, at Emory. At
2: Emory. Yeah, well my growing up days with him as my dad, I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was, I thought my dad was very smart.
1: Well he was, and you know why?
2: Why?
1: I don't care where he was, if there was something that had printed on it, he didn't care what it was. He picked it up ready. Jim does the same thing. Yeah, he was a, 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 a any every anything and everything interests him. Yeah, yep. And it didn't have to be something really that he ever used.
2: Mm-hmm. Let me ask you another question. Where were you born?
1: I was born at, uh, at the house out in on the Butler Road.
2: At, at the house, because Dad was born in the Newsome house. He was, he said.
1: yeah. But you see, he was two years older than me. Right, that. <laughs> right. So you were born at home. Yeah, I okay. was born in okay. that uh, yeah. at home. Mm-hmm. All of us were born at home okay. back then. Yeah. Who who delivered you? You know, Doctor Doctor Brian, I guess, and yeah. Doctor Mangum. Yeah. Do I, you? I, I don't know for sure.
2: Do you remember sleeping with dad out on the screened in porch and how yeah, cold it yeah, was in the I winter? Do. I sure do. Yeah. Had to go you'd get by the the heater or the fire or whatever and then go out and run jump in the bed and get
1: covered up. Yes, sir.
2: He used to talk about that with some kind of cold.
1: Oh man. Not only that, but just draw up <laughs> and, and and just slowly as your body got warm to bed, <laughs> let it stretch out. But when you first jumped in there, you had to get up as small as you could. Yeah.
0: Obviously, you got a love for rentals. Absolutely. And, (laughs) And tell me what. What it is that keeps drawing you back there? What is what is it about well, rentals that my you? Well,
1: I was raised there. It was childhood of the. Uh, uh, I didn't know what the big world looked like, and it's not all that attractive, <laughs> as you found out to yourself <laughs> yeah. right with your right. the business you got into. It, it was just convenient, comfortable. I thought we had good churches. And That was yeah. a crowd. Went to them too. Yeah, to both
0: churches. It was really a unique place because of the people. That, I mean, you—you're a good example. You're a Georgia Tech graduate with two degrees, or arch- successful architect in Atlanta, and you go on and on with the people that came out of Reynolds—from from doctors to businessmen to Mister Ficklin, kidding. Ficklin and Walker. I That's mean, amazing. you go on and on about the people that came out of that town. What well, is town? What is it that? What is it about Reynolds that made that happen? That's different than so many other towns. That's what I'm trying to figure out.
1: Well, now I give a, I'm gonna tell you, but I give a lot of credit to the school system, to, uh, which was headed up by Eugene Joiner. Right, that's what a lot of people say. That was says. no nonsense education for for that level of education.
0: Yeah, I read an article that he, it at was at the time during World War II, there were how many? Did we say sixty something people serving and 50-something commissioned people in World War II that he taught. Is that right? Yeah. And I, I, I may be wrong with the number, I'll look it up, but... I think it was 60-something it was total. To 60-something total, a, and he taught, he, he, he had some function, he named every one of them, and he was proud that he taught, and what they were saying is these people that were all over the world and during the war would write a short, scrappy letter to their parents and when they wrote a letter to Mr. Joyner, they'd have it indented right, they'd make sure all the words were spelled right, and it was was not a mess, it was a different letter to him. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Your siblings, the success just with them, your mother was Georgia Mother of the Year in 1968 or nine or whatever it was. You got four brothers, and every one of them, you got architects, you got doctors, you got a pharmacist, you got successful business people, Mm And then you can take that family, and there's so many more families you find. It's just incredible what came out of that town. You got the man that started the first ablate, did the first ablation, the heart ablation. You got, you know, the medical center cardiac wing was named after his brother Hugh. You got one in your family. Yeah. George. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He went. He was was vice president of General Electric. (laughs) I know. It just you go on and on. It just it just it just blows your mind that the people that you find that, that just did phenomenal things out of that little town. It's just unusual and I just I think most people think that too. I've heard criticism about Mr. Jordan because of his corporate corporate punishment. He would
1: beat the crap out of people, right? We are probably what we are or what we were because of the bad things that people look at today. There was no question about it. You didn't want to be sent to his office. Right. You just didn't want it. You didn't want to be sent to stand in the hall because Mr. Jolibank walked by.
2: <laughs> oh, Bill, I, was, I told Bruce this uh, while we've been talking about all of this that when I got accepted to medical school in Emory, Dad knew one of the administrative people at Emory and so he and I were up there and he he wanted me to just meet this gentleman and so he did. And uh, the gentleman said, yep, we know if we get from Reynolds, Georgia, somebody that was educated by Mr. Joyner, we got a good student. He told that to Dad and I.
1: Well, I think I heard it from from, uh, Edwards that uh, uh, Emory actually recruited students for Emory. He recruited Reynolds. Hmm. He got in touch with Reynolds. Do you have some students you, that you can send us?
2: Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm.
1: They, wanted, they wanted good students, and they knew they would get... Uh, uh, Mr. Jorner's recommendation right. would be all they needed. Did you
0: hear the story about Mr. Jorner? His daughter, Georgia Tech, did not accept women. Yeah. And Mr. Jorner got his daughter to, to apply in a
1: man's name she got accepted as a she wrote some uh papers and as a result of those papers uh taking top record uh, uh all they had to uh, the only thing they had was a name to say well you made it. Right. And, and it happened to be a woman. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, I, didn't I don't know it. if she went there or not. She may have. Right? Yeah, well, I'm not sure either about yeah. that. You know, Eugenia, I don't know whether she did or not. Or. Yeah.
0: The, the other interesting thing that person was Miss Pendergrass and her son, John Pendergrass. Oh, yeah. And he was a well known singer in New York City. I guess he sang with the opera in New York City. Yes, he was on, yes.
1: He was on the, didn't he sing with the opera? Uh, he did. I don't know whether he did it in New York, but he was an, op, he was an opera singer, yes. Yeah, and he, he moved to
0: Colorado, and he obviously did very well because he came to visit his mother often. I mean, just a, that piece of all that. It's just every time yeah. you turn. Then you got Malcolm X's mom and daddy came from Reynolds.
1: Jeanette, she laughing. She laughingly talked about us five boys. Said, "You get those five boys together." She said, uh, uh, "You' are gonna hear the same stories over and over." <laughs> 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 said, <laughs> "Said, said they liked them, liked our stories, and they' gonna tell
0: them." <laughs> I guarantee the Watley brothers, all of them, love to laugh. Yeah. yeah. We
1: did. There ain't no we doubt had. About it. Uh, uh-huh. We were a loving family. Yeah. Now, the other side of that was, I tell people, you know, that I came from a family of five boys, and they say, "Well, how in the world did you do that?" I said, "Well, let me tell you something. We didn't have to leave home to get in a fight." <laughs> did you do it right there. Did you? We did it right there. <laughs> funny. We settled it, and uh.
2: Bill, I'm going to tell you another thing about my mom. You know, she could play, my mom could play the piano yeah. or the organ, either one. She loved to get the Watley boys together, let her play the piano, and have them, all of y'all singing. However many could make well, it, she would I, love to do that.
1: I tell people about the same thing. Those, those were some of the most enjoyable things. Mama played the piano mm-hmm. very well and uh, we, would, we would gather, including Papa, mm-hmm, including we would gather around her around on the nervous. piano and she would play as long as we wanted to sing. Yeah. Loved Reynolds, we loved the people in Reynolds, we loved what we were taught and what we got out of living in Reynolds. We wanted our children to have the same thing. Yeah. So consequently, every chance we got, we took them to Reynolds, mm-hmm. and we were fortunate in that we had uh, both parents, uh, Ann's parents and mine, there, and we could take them down there and leave them for a week at a time. Go mm-hmm. spend. And they, some got, to end end some they yeah, got to know people in Reynolds. They got to know what Reynolds was. They knew everybody there. Yeah, uh, and I wouldn't take anything for it. Right. And 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 uh, I think I mentioned it. Judy uh, has one son, she asked me, she said, Dad, how would it sound if I gave him Reynolds as his middle name? I said, go to it, baby. She named him Reynolds. be worse, laugh, think, and cry with the Country Undertaker.